Welcome back to PTV's podcast series. This is Rick Anderson, Managing Director at PTV Healthcare Capital, and we're joined today by John Heller. And John, welcome. Good to have you in Austin, and uh, thanks for doing this for us. Thanks, Rick. It's great to be here. Outstanding. John, we're, we, we ask you to sort of join us because we want to talk about sort of the consumerization that's going on in healthcare, specifically for entrepreneurs who work in healthcare to sort of think about what does it take to sort of face into um, the consumer of healthcare today, and nobody has a better background than you do. And for our audience, it'd be great to just get you to introduce yourself and sort of what your background is. And you know, I want to launch into this thing and just I want to get your thoughts about you know, if you were a healthcare entrepreneur, what do you better think about with consumers? But let's talk about your background a little bit. Great. Well, Rick, it's, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, it's great to be part of the PTV team, and um, really excited to be uh, be here with you today. Uh, you know, my background, I've got over 30 years of experience in bringing leadership and team building experience uh, to organizations. Uh, most recently, I had the had the great opportunity to help Keurig, uh, the single cup coffee company, kind of revolutionize the the coffee drinking category. We grew the business from 135 million to 4.5 billion over the course of seven eight years, and and that was really exciting. It was it was interesting. It's you're in the med tech space. You know, I think about Keurig being in the device space as well because we're bringing technology to um, to uh, an everyday function that people that people utilize and we're actually delivering life-saving caffeine into people's bodies which is really uh, well it is really for me important. in the morning <laughs> sure <laughs> it's really important well John I mean one of the things that I wanted to talk just back your background for a second you have such an interesting background so CFO supply chain expert you know former West Point guy you taught economics at, at West Point when you're all of that sort of consumer orientated uh, sort of thinking you know how do you, based on your experience at Keurig and your sort of, you know, lifelong experience in, in leadership, how do you think like a consumer products leader from a healthcare perspective? Well, it'd be great to just get your sort of, you know, general thinking about that because for, for those of us who work in healthcare, it's sort of, you know, we, we, we talk to doctors. We don't really talk to people and to patients directly. We, we interact with them, but our customers really are the physician. And more and more today, uh, patients are involved in decision making. It'd be really interesting to get your thoughts just about how consumer products leaders, how, how a healthcare company should think like a consumer product leader. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting, Rick, at, at Keurig, we really talked from the operations and supply chain perspective about the moment of truth. And the moment of truth in our world is when the consumer's in the, the grocery aisle, is our product on the shelf in the quantity they want it at the right time. So having products at the, at the right place at the right time to make sure that the consumer doesn't go to a competitor product if our product's not there. There's, there's really there's limited opportunities to interact with consumers and you've got to make sure that your product is there when they're looking for it. And, and that's something that, that we really tried to focus on and it's, and it's interesting. You know, Walmart built a logistics business. They just happened to sell consumer product goods. Um, your former colleague Don Casey at, at Cardinal Health built a logistics business that's in the healthcare business, and and it's really a matter of how can you, you know, how can you make sure that your focus is on the consumer. Uh, you know, Sandy Peterson and J and J is taking the back end of of J and J, a, a huge organization that has desperate buying that's taking place across the organization and trying to leverage the value of that in in terms of the scale that they're bringing, and, and it's really important to be able to 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 drive that value because you know what's happening out in healthcare is that 
you're really shifting from a, a business model that's a fee for fee for service model to more of a fee for value model. And the the amount of money that is going to be spent in healthcare is, is probably going to be staying stagnant, but there's going to be a lot more uh, activities taking place. So it's a matter of how can you drive uh, the value chain to be focused on, on on delivering more supply chain and logistics value so that you can you can continue to to get paid for the value you're providing, but make sure that you're doing it as efficiently as possible. Oh, John, that makes sense. Can we unpack a little bit of that? You know, one of the things you mentioned was that some of the, the companies that you, you described there all have sort of the access to real data, right? The data, and can you talk just a little bit about your view on how you know, big data or consumer-oriented data sort of applies to healthcare. What, what are your thoughts about that? One of the concepts that we always talk about is that the data will set you free. And all the answers are in the data. It's just a matter of how do you figure out what the, what the information is telling you? How do you apply the data to make sure that you're driving the value for the organization? I think it's, it's really important for organizations to know the data better than that their competitors do, to know the data better than their customers even know it. And, and it's, it gets into what's your profitability by SKU? What's your profitability by region? What's your profitability by customer? It's, I, I think, gone are the days when organizations can just be everything to everybody, and there's really a need to, to deliver value for their shareholders by focusing on what's the most profitable parts of the business, growing that part of the business, and then making decisions to say, hey, we don't want to be in a particular area, a particular region, or dealing with particular customers, just because they're not going to provide the value that we need to be able to deliver to our shareholders. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really important as you look across the end-to-end value chain, the, the, the supply chain, you got to look across the entire supply chain to figure out where can, you can del- deliver the most value. And is it, is it possible for you to increase costs in one particular area by doing more value-added services or more things within a distribution center that actually allow you to, to lower your costs overall, but, but one particular area you're going to have a higher investment in. So it, it's really important to be able to take the end-to-end supply chain data and figure out where you can make investments in a certain area that's going to deliver overall value to the entire chain. Yeah, John, that's, that's powerful. Can you talk about, apply some of that logic you just, you just articulated to sort of the way business models, and you've gotten to look at a bunch of companies in our portfolio that are that companies we're either evaluating or categories we're interested in, how that sort of thinking sort of fits into the business model of healthcare and how you think our sort of healthcare entrepreneurs and their sort of business models are going to evolve when you sort of have this consumer-facing effort that you got to really be good at. I, I love what you're, what you're telling us. The question is, how do we help entrepreneurs think that way? Yeah, it's, it's really, it's interesting. I, I've, I have a belief that businesses are predictable and you just need to, once again, dive into the data to understand where the predictability uh, exists. Uh, I think in a lot of businesses, the 80-20 rule applies, where 20% of the SKUs are going to drive 80% of the volume or 80% of the value, and you need to really be able to segmentate your business into the A, B, C SKU categorizations, where you're going to drive a lot of volume, a lot of efficiency, uh, a lot of focus on the on the 80% of the, of the volume, but that's only going to be 20% of the SKUs. And then you really need to develop different strategies to manage the unpredictability that exists within low-volume SKUs, that exists within uh, potentially seasonal SKUs as you get into um, 
uh, different parts of the year that, that may drive different uh, SKU volumes. So it's really important to, to have different strategies for those different products so that you can, you can drive the efficiencies you need with your high volume ones, but have strategies that really exist with the lower volume ones. And I think it gets back to, you talk about your, your customers are, are doctors, but more and more it's patients. And, and there's really, it's, it's, it's critical, what we do on the consumer side is to understand point of sale data and what's happening on the shelf, what's happening in the store, because the consumer activity is actually very predictable. It's just you need to be able to tie what's happening within the, the operating rooms or within the doctor's offices all the way back to what's happening in your manufacturing plant because there's a lot of noise that can exist within the system and it's a matter of things are predictable at one end, how do you make them predictable at the other end? Yeah. Well, that's, John, that's incredibly powerful. You know, I, I want to sort of tap into your former CFO, supply chain experts who are thinking for a second, ask you to give some advice. So we get to talk to entrepreneurs, healthcare entrepreneurs all the time. So John, if you were if you were sitting with a room full of healthcare entrepreneurs, what advice might you give them to think think like a consumer products person? And because it's it's a it's almost foreign to us as sort of healthcare folks who are selling medical devices or diagnostics, um, implantable devices where you got to talk to a learned intermediary, a doctor about who's going to actually do the work. But you're right, the consumer is more involved in those decisions. What's the sort of mindset advice that you would give to a CEO of a small company about you know how to think like a consumer product person? Yeah, it, I think Rick, I think it's really important for a CEO to focus his organization on how do you provide value to the patient, how do you provide value to the consumer, how do you fix a problem that the patient or the consumer has? Because if you can focus on that and deliver real value there, then long-term value will follow because because you're solving a problem. At Keurig, we, we had a, a proposition that we're gonna change how people consume coffee and other hot beverages. And we solved the problem that, that consumers weren't really good at making a good quality cup of coffee consistently on a, on, a, on a day after day basis. And we made it easy, we made it simple, we made it clean and efficient. And, and we had long-term success. Keurig also tried to get into the cold beverage business. And they looked at, hey, the cold beverage is four times bigger than the hot beverage business. So it's got to be a great opportunity. So if we can just apply technology there, then we'll be successful. But the problem is they didn't focus on what the consumer really values. And as a result, the, the launch failed because they didn't provide true value to the consumer. And, and that's where in the healthcare business, it's a matter of what is, what is the consumer really need and how do you focus on that? I think the CEOs also, from a supply chain perspective, they need to build a vision for supply chain excellence. And a lot of new companies don't have it when they start out with, but they need to figure out where they are today, how they need to get better, and, and ultimately where they need to be in the future. So it's really important to build that vision. But the, and the third thing I would tell CEOs is that they need to get really serious about collaboration. They need to partner with people that are gonna help drive that value. And by partnering, I'm talking about you know, really developing strong productive relationships with, with their suppliers, with their uh, fulfillment houses, with, with their customers to be able to figure out, you know, how can I make myself more valuable to you as an organization and then we can grow the business together. They, it's, it's tough to do it on your own, but you, if you get serious about collaboration, if you really partner with them where there's just sharing of the, of the value they're creating, then that's going to deliver long-term success. 
Well, John, that's great. You know, one of the things you said early on was the growth that you saw in it cured from you know 135 million to you know 4.5 billion. We want all of our companies to go through that growth curve, um, and it'd be fun for them to do that. But what advice would you give to the entrepreneur that you know has a vision? They've laid out a path. They've got a plan to be able to do that, but none of those rides are ever straight lines. They're all ups and downs. And, and uh, what advice would you give to entrepreneurs, uh, sort of going away, sort of advice for our, from our podcast audience, for like if you're going to go through that sort of explosive growth that you all went through? I'm sure there was a ton of great lessons learned. But what advice would you give to sort of final thoughts on entrepreneurs? I, I think uh, getting back to data, uh, entrepreneurs really have to have an intense focus on the available data. Uh, there's going to be assumptions that people make in their business and some of those things will come out good and some of those assumptions will come out wrong. The key is how do you react to something when what materializes in the marketplace is different than what you expected it to be. There could be good expectation, like better than expected and it could be worse than expected and an entrepreneur needs to react fast and they need to react based upon what they're seeing in the data and be able to change their focus or change their path so that it's more consistent with the data. I think it's really important to seek out expertise from outside the industry. Um, a lot of people have kind of grown up in med tech and, and that's what they're used to, but the, there's expertise that exists in other industries, CPG or other, that, that really can provide value to med tech because the, the whole industry is changing. You know, the, gone are the days where people just, can just put months and months of inventory out into the marketplace. Uh, customers. Uh, healthcare companies, you know, they want to drive efficiencies and, and it's important for the entrepreneur to be able to focus on that and drive those efficiencies as well. And then ultimately, it's just maintaining that direct focus on providing value to the patient. John, thank you very much. I think that's powerful advice to our, to our listening audience and also our, our current entrepreneurs in our portfolio. John, we can't thank you enough for joining us here in Austin and, and your consumer insights, just your comments specifically about knowing the data is such a powerful conversation going on within our companies today and I know every entrepreneur is thinking about you know how do you do that and how do you think like a consumer products person so John thank you very much for doing it we really appreciate it and I uh, hope to spend more time with you great uh, Rick thanks uh, really happy to be here